I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And well, I think we can all agree... It has been a turbulent few weeks for everyone. Everyone. A process of crisis management, stabilization, adapting. But now as we look forward today, I predict for many, thriving. Sound a little ironic to you? It isn't. And actually for the coming two weeks of the show, we're going to be anchored around the themes of emerging stronger. Stories that can take advantage of the opportunity that this situation has forced on us. Look, in the last month, for those who are lucky enough to retain their health, many of you have found things about yourself that you never knew. Many of you grew, and you grew quickly. You adapted, you stabilized, and all within a changing and chaotic environment. But this is not done and for the healthy there is now opportunity it's starting to move time to transition and beginning to lean into the chance to thrive i don't want you to just survive i want you to emerge from this stronger and so over the coming two weeks i'm going to paint a picture of the how and i'm going to deliver a framework for you to well This is a good word we haven't heard for a while. Perform. Now, we're going to do this a couple of ways. Next week, we've got a conversation with Carmel Galvin. We've had Carmel on the show before, but we're coming back this time with a little bit of a story around corporate culture and how Autodesk, where Carmel is the CHRO, have managed to transition in an environment to begin to thrive. And the lessons of this story, well, I promise you, they're going to go both ways, from business to sport and athletics, but then we have our own lessons to give from sport back to business. And so the week following, we're going to do a deep dive into a couple of those areas that we talk about with Carmel, but begin to plot our own roadmap to perform out of this COVID-19 thing. This isn't about opening up the beaches of Jacksonville. It's all about emerging from this challenge stronger and better. Now, that's all for the weeks ahead. But what about today? What are we talking about today? Well, I don't want to leave the management side of the coronavirus without one final nod. Last week, we did our first session with Get Set Up, and I told you guys about that and the platform that's designed specifically for the 50-plus crowd. We had a great session with a really large crowd, all mature athletes and non-athletes that were looking to perform and thrive within this environment. And we thought, well, why don't we extend the lessons a little bit? Why don't we share through our environment? And so today, we're going to share the webinar. It's all anchored around performance for the mature 50-plus crowd, athlete or not. So you might be listening and be over 50. You might have friends that are over 50. Your parents might be interested. But please, please share because this one's important to us. 
We posted the PDF presentation in the show notes for you. So if you might think you might be interested and want to learn more, head to the show notes and you can have a look at what I was talking about beyond my wonderful golden, golden voice. But before we do that, there is no word of the week. So folks, no jingle this week. Some of you cheer, some of you weep. But I do want to just take a little moment to tell you about one of the very best moments I've ever had at Purple Patch. And it was last Wednesday as I was spending several hours sitting on my arse, phone in ear. And this was a special moment, you ask? Well, yes. You see, the reason I was sitting there was that I was on the blower or the phone for those listeners who just didn't happen to grow up in East London. And what I was doing was calling every recipient of the Purple Patch Scholarship. We had 25 slots. And after so much deliberation and discussion amongst the whole team, we just couldn't get down to that number. And so we ended up stepping up ourselves and awarding even more scholarships than we planned. But those conversations, the stories, the lift that I got, it raised me to a level to what never be more proud of the Purple Patch team and the athletes. The genuine excitement for the folks that receive their scholarships just to be on board for the chance and our chance to really help a group of people who I think individually are going to be a massive addition to the Purple Patch team and will help us and our athletes. It was an amazing and empowering feeling. And so with that, I just wanted to take this chance to send a word thank you to everyone, everyone who applied, everyone that shared, everyone that promoted. Truly, thank you. It was a crazy experience. And we were, yes, inundated and overloaded. But we can't come out of this and just bring these athletes on board without sincerely thanking you for the stories, the situations, the note. You all lifted our spirits. So now let's get these newbies on the program and let's get to the hard work. Laziness will not be tolerated. They are under the cosh now. So guys, thank you once again. And now the Get Set webinar for performance in the 50 plus crowd. It is this week's Meat and Potatoes. Thanks so much, Lawrence. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll pick through. The title that we're talking about is Thriving, and, and um, we, we are a human performance company. And so that word, I love that word, thriving. But thriving in, I think what, what you mentioned there, we must all acknowledge is uncertain times. Uh, I just want to, before we get going, uh, there, there will be people listening today that are athletes, but um, there will also be many people that are not athletes. Uh, this is not about converting people into some monk-like existence, but there is one thing that every single person listening today can absolutely yield from, which is benefiting from adopting an athletic mindset. And I want you to keep that in the back of your minds as you, as you watch or you listen today, as, uh, as I think that might be helpful. At Purple Patch, we actually think that everyone is an athlete, and uh, we have taken many athletes from... Yes, 
uh, on the verge of world class all the way up to world champion. At the same time, we've taken many people that in joining couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs and have since gone on to finish 10Ks, half marathons, half Ironmans, etc. And so for us, it's an equal playing field. Quite frankly, I, I, I couldn't care less how fast people are. I really care about people thriving and improving. So thriving in uncertain times, that's something that's very, very close to our heart. As we go through these times, we, we have adopted over the last couple of weeks a mantra, stabilize, adapt, and then innovate. And that is going to come out as we go through this presentation. Uh, we have a, a very strong reputation in the triathlon world, and, uh, and we have produced a lot of very good triathletes. But one of the things that is really relevant to this conversation is right from the very start, this isn't made up in the last two weeks, right from when Purple Patch started now 13 years ago, we have always had a philosophy about the whole human. And so success for us, outside of the very few people that are professional athletes that we work with, for every single other person, yes, we want to help people achieve their athletic goals, but not at the expense of their health, their ability to perform in the workplace, the ability to bring the best version of themselves for their friends and family. And so our whole mantra and philosophy, for instance, since the start of time, has been about trying to help people thrive. And therefore, our sweet spot has become, as a coaching organization, really working with people that are either very, very time-staffed or special populations. And that's, Lawrence alluded to it, but we've had tremendous success across both, both genders, but also all age groups. In fact, we have a, a whole group of really good mature athletes, as we call them. We call them our AARP anarchists, but people that have done incredible things and that thrive in, 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 in later life as they go on. Many of them started <coughs> to sport at a very, very young age. Uh, the other thing I should mention as we go through is that we view, and I think this will come through, we view for performance, not just about delivering training programs. Education is critical. And we always talk about empowering the athlete, empowering the human. So everything we do has a backbone of education when it comes to it. So we were absolutely delighted when Get Set Up, Get Set Up really opened the door of opportunity for myself and Purple Patch to contribute beyond uh, to a wider population than we're used to. Um, as Lawrence said, I will chat for about 25 to 30 minutes, and then hopefully we'll have a really fruitful discussion and Q&A. So, so feel free to add your questions into the chat box as we go. Uh, yes, I'm an author and yada, 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 and I'm an master coach. Let's forget all about that. Let's think about us right now. So I think the first thing that we should do that's that, that I think is, um, is important is to ground ourselves and have a little bit of empathy for each other, a little bit of empathy for ourselves of what we are all as, as a world, bizarrely, one, one of the first times really ever, as a world, what we are managing <coughs> right now. And things have changed very quickly over the last three to four weeks, depending on where you're at in the world, some weeks before that, uh, geographically, but things change very quickly. And for many of us, I'm sure it feels like the ground under our feet is moving. And there is an obvious thing where we have a very real risk to our health as a population. 
Either that's um, passing on health risk or, of course, navigating high health risk. And that's, that's a real challenge, and it's very, very real. Coupled with that, I think it's important for us to recognize that to different levels, all of us have fear and anxiety. And that might be just fear and anxiety relative to the actual virus, but it also can be coupled with the sake of society, with financial anxiety, with job security. There are many things, but there is, at an individual level, fear and anxiety. In addition to that, because as human beings who are animals, we also feel anxiety. And if you do go out for a short walk, you can feel anxiety in the air. And I think it's important for us to ground on that. So we have health risk, we have fear and anxiety. The other thing that's happened is whoom, change. And we talk a lot in performance terms, whether we're working with CEOs and executives, whether we're talking about world-class athletes, a high trait of performance is what we call being change-able. But in very little time, very few times in history have things changed on a dime so quickly. And the one thing that we know is that even if it were positive change, change is always really, really hard. It's really challenging. You might go from an old VW Golf to a brand new Tesla. It's still really challenging. The, the, another, the fifth thing that I thought, fourth thing that I think is important for us to, to realize here is that there is, there is a whole bunch of fog that has descended on clarity. We don't quite know when this is going to end. We don't know when we can start going back to some version of normal. And without a, a goal, without a target, without a compass or a light, it becomes really unsettling as well. And of course, on top of that, there is a very real mental and physical health challenge of isolation for many people, and that's caustic. And so this is what we have to navigate. This is a challenge. It's a challenge for world-class athletes. It's a challenge for people that are working. It's a challenge for seniors. It is a challenge for all of us. And so that's the environment. But, but with that, that doesn't mean that that's a cause to feel sorry for ourselves or let things happen to us. We do have an opportunity or an option on how we respond to this. And so how can you listen tonight? How can you navigate and emerge from this fog that is going to lift? And we'll talk about the fog later, but is going to lift. How can you emerge from it stronger and ready to thrive across many aspects of your life? And that's what we want to go into as we talk this afternoon. In order to get there, we need to talk about professional athletes. And you might listen here and say, I'm not a professional athlete and I never will be. I wish I was in high school, but that was many years ago. It's okay. We can learn a lot. In fact, our professional athletes are our living laboratory for even the people that I talked about that couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. Let's talk, let's start at the pinnacle, the very pinnacle of performance, because that's what we're all trying to find is stability and performance. So at the top of performance, when we think about our world-class athletes, we have a philosophy or a methodology when we train them. And this is going to become important for us as we go through tonight's discussion, where if you think about endurance athletes, and I ask you to close your eyes, you probably think about people running and sweating and going hard and driving up hills on a bicycle or running very hard hill repetitions on running. 
So no pain, no gain and all of that stuff. But real world-class performance we, has found, we have found is always anchored in providing a level playing field to these four elements or pillars as we call them. The first is yes, of course, endurance training. That's really important. You must do endurance work to succeed. But integrated into that must be strength training to work on posture stability, muscle overload. And we must have as equal focus on the elements of recovery as we do with their hard work. And a backbone of it all is really simple but critical habits around nutrition. And what we found is over the course of time, world-class performance is built on top of this recipe, this individual recipe where we can find the perfect blend of training in endurance and strength with adequate recovery and supported with really smart habits around nutrition. And when we do that, every single time an athlete accelerates, they get faster. Well, the interesting thing about that concept is that over the last 10 years plus, when you apply it to anyone underlined, those principles help you thrive now. You can have no aspirations to ever cross a finish line of any race, but you can thrive if we get some really basic recipe right. Just because you sleep well doesn't necessarily mean that you thrive. Just because you have a new voodoo diet doesn't mean that you're necessarily gonna thrive. Just because you exercise doesn't mean you're gonna be healthier. But when we get the recipe right across all four, every time people accelerate. And so I want that philosophy to be our backbone of thinking as we go through. Okay, so introduction over, let's get into it. I promised five principles, so I've structured it as five principles. And it was on the invite, so I hope that you're not surprised by these five principles. These are five buckets, if you want to call it, for helping you, I think, thrive, to feel better, to have better energy, to become more resilient, both mentally resilient and physically resilient. And that word resilience is really important. So we have to get stability. That's the first thing. And we're going to talk about what that means. Your performance or your resilience is going to come through a platform of health. It is going to be accelerated towards where you are really thriving, not just functionally healthy, if you have purpose behind it. It will amplify the experience and make it more enjoyable and more consistent if you have connection. And it is critical that you have self-awareness to create perspective as you navigate this thing. Because with perspective, it gives you direction, it gives you a compass out of the fog. And so what I'll do over the next, we'll spend three to five minutes on each one. We'll go through in order, stability, health, purpose, connection, and perspective. And then we'll get right to questions. And so without further ado, let's talk about stability. So change, we talked about change. We talked about the fog. We talked about the ground moving under your feet, an incredibly destabilizing last month that we have all had. And another word that I could use is chaos. If you feel like it's chaotic right now and it's challenging, that's okay. It's good to have that awareness. What we need to find is stability. 
This is the first thing that we need to get if you are going to go on and thrive and develop resilience and develop health and have good energy and develop confidence and diminish, most importantly, fear and anxiety. So as I talked about before, it is a challenge of change. Every single time, whether it's corporate restructure, whether it's moving cities, whether it's COVID-19 falling on us, change is always tough. It is tough for an individual. It is tough for a group and a society. It is really, really hard. And so the first recommendation that I would have is as we navigate this change, and I think that we need to realize and admit and lean into the fact that for the midterm, this is the world we live in. This is our reality. We have many weeks ahead of us before we are back to any real semblance of what we would call normal. And so the first thing that I think that you should do is ensure that you create structure. It is the very first thing. My story that I often talk about with this is when our schools here in California were first um, sent home, we have a seven-year-old Baxter. And the very first thing that we did was put structure in his day. Rather than just getting up and having breakfast whenever and then doing his homeschool, and our school did a very good job with that, we actually built out a curriculum for every single day. Wake at the same time, have breakfast, school starts at this time, you get recess at this time, which involved running around the backyard. We put structure in place. We didn't do that because we're maniacal and we wanted um, him to not have fun while he was at home. We did it to calm and create order. Because as the world is changing and there is chaos, if you can create a framework, it creates familiarity. And with familiarity, it's the first step of feeling like you can control the controllables. And so across every area, whether it's work, if you're still working, whether it's family, whether it's routine of social engagements, whether it's exercise and everything that falls in, Structure is really important. I think as a second thing that you can do within change as well that many people don't think of is to do a little bit of a taking stock. Okay, what needs to change here? My routine is gone. Maybe I'm working and you used to have a, a commute and obviously the commute is no longer there. And so by having structure, you can also have a little bit of a time to say, what needs to change? What can go? What can I get rid of? Almost like this really... Um, mentally healthy cleansing purge that we can do. You can do a, a purge of things that don't need to or are no longer relevant in this time. But equal to that, what doesn't need to change? What are the things that should stay exactly the same, maybe in a different form, or should be my anchors? For us as a family, it's at the same time every night, the work day finishes 6 p.m. We cook dinner with a family and then we can move on. So it's a really structured component. And by having that, it stops you from running into chaos, which I think is a really important thing. This has a huge component around anxiety reduction. What we know, whether it's pro athletes, whether it's uh, people that are retired, whether it's people that are uh, busy with families and working, is that routine creates order but it also reduces anxiety. And so it's incredibly simple and it's 
Very, very basic. And by the way, my mission today is to provide you with really simple and actionable things. But it's really important because it will bring a sense of calm to yourself. And anytime I've worked with anyone over the last three weeks that have had been hyper anxious, nine times out of 10, there's a structural framework that needs to put into place. And within a couple of days, they feel better because they feel like they're in control and they have routine. I think the one thing that I would add into this is that if life is very busy for you still, within that routine, you also need to, and this goes for me as well, you need to program in time for yourself, something where you're doing self-care. And for some people that's exercise, for some people that's crossword puzzles, for some people it's getting on and doing online, I don't know what, bingo or something. But it's really important to schedule time for yourself in here. And that becomes really important as, uh, as we go later. And so one of the things that you can do something that's really actionable. And the last thing is you can steal a habit from the Purple Patch Professional Squad. Now this started with the Professional Squad. Then I started adopting it for the CEOs and executives that I work with. Then I brought it all to Purple Patch. Now we're bringing it to you. And it is bone crushingly simple, but we call it the Sunday special. And I would say it's one of the highest predictors of structure and form and execution of the of the week and how it started was to ensure that our professional athletes looked ahead at the week coming and so on sunday we asked them to spend 20 to 30 minutes charting out their week when are they going to train one of the really hard sessions one of the days that are going to be really easy that i'm going to do self-care and rejuvenate and recover and so structuring in easier times lighter times is an opportunity to then go into Monday in what we call execution mode. In a time like this, it's a really simple habit. Make the weekends the weekends on Sunday, plot your week. When are you going to exercise? Because by the end of tonight, all of you are going to exercise to some degree, I promise you. Uh, when are you going to have structured work time? When are you going to communicate and engage with others? Have your week laid out. It will bring order for you. And so I think the message is loud and clear. Stability is really important. It is only once you have stability that then the door of opportunity opens that you can begin to adapt and innovate and start to thrive and work on your health and other components. And so with us grounded, the second component that we talk about this evening is health. What do I mean by health? Is health just absence of disease? Is it being fit? Well, my favorite word is performance and another word is thriving. And so when we think about this, this is when we take our discussion around our pros and we start to apply it to everyone. Whatever you want to do in your life, it is critical that just like on an airplane, when you go to take off, they say, put your own oxygen mask on first. You need to look after your, your, yourself first before you start looking after others, before you start trying to do things. And so a high level executive is going to be the best executive they can be if they are really physically and, and, and mentally resilient. And so your platform of 
stress management, of physical resilience, of maintaining and improving cognitive function, decision-making, memory, etc., of providing yourself with the strongest immune system over the course of the coming weeks, but also over the coming years, to be the platform to go and find happiness, to actually put yourself under control of energy management in the day that we start to not have these big swings and roundabouts or ups and downs of energy. And also to really start to develop wonderful problem solving skills, coping skills and stress reduction is having first a platform of health. This is absolutely number one. In fact, I would say you can only expect to thrive and grow and adapt if you are mentally and physically healthy. We cannot overstate it. At the same time, that doesn't mean that you have to go out and get a membership to Gold's Gym. It also doesn't mean that you have to sign up for a marathon. It's really not about being an athlete per se. All you want to do is steal the concepts of an athlete and apply them to your life. And so let's go through and let's talk about what that means. Well, there's a few things that I think are important for us tonight to consider. And we come back to those four pillars, if you remember, endurance, strength, nutrition, and recovery. So that is your key or your catalyst to health, is to think very, very simple terms. And I'm going to go through the most basic ones tonight, but finding your performance recipe of drawing, of moving your body, endurance, of working on posture and strength, critical for every population, but particularly people in their 40s and above, and ensuring that you've got really simple habits around nutrition. It doesn't need to mean that you have to become some health freak. And we understand the key components of recovery so that you can start to thrive in a really long-term component. So it's a journey to find your performance recipe, and it's not as complicated as you might think. The key to it is that you, this must be something that you do and not some crazy switch. This isn't, this isn't like rehab. This isn't an intervention where we need to come around with the family, drag you out, put you away for six weeks and hope that you change your life. This is small habitual changes that can become something that you do, integrated into your life, and that you just do it almost, and that what a habit is, in an automated fashion. And so that's our key, finding consistency. Within that, within that consistency, there's got to be a lot of variance. We have to not do the same thing every day because the one thing we know is the body doesn't like uh, monotony. It's terrible with monotony. If you want to develop resilience and you want to avoid things like injuries and over fatigue and things like that, even if you're just starting your journey, variance is the magic word. And so it's all anchored in habits, really simple habits. And when we think about world-class performance, we say, what are the five or six at most seven basic things that you must master to be successful? Think about that. If you want to win a world championship, you need to do seven things really consistently and you'll be right on the way there. Well, none of us here want to win a world championship. So it should be even more simple for us. We don't need to overcomplicate it or overpollute it. So what can we do right now? Well, let's take a little detour and let's talk about 
the health habits. These are your key principles and we'll do it by pillar. The first pillar is we talk about endurance. So the very first basic step, and I understand that I'm talking to a very broad range of audience here. I might have people that are really athletic that are already training. I have also people that maybe walking down to the shops is a massive endeavor. And so this is a pretty broad range. But the one thing that we do know, the biggest incremental step, the seismic change that you can make is doing something very simple, moving your body every day. So in fact, when you think about functional health, not world-class performance, moving your body every day is the biggest step and it will give you the biggest health yield. And so that becomes the very first step that we should all look to do. Move our body every day to some degree. Doesn't mean you need to turn into an athletic monk, but move your body every day. If you want to optimize that, there is a massive difference between exercise, which is the most important thing, just moving your body every day. But the problem with exercise is that it's random. And that's what our world is right now. It's random. It doesn't feel that good to most of us, does it? But training is a really different thing because training is structured and progressive. And that's why a lot of people decide to enter events or do challenges or, or get ready to go on a hiking holiday or get a coach is because something that is structured and progressive is orderly. It progresses. And so much like building a business or going on a journey, it is a roadmap. And we have seen consistently across all populations that when you move your body every day, but then you add the ingredient of it being structured and progressive, people thrive, people adhere to it, people achieve consistency and get better results. And so that becomes really important. I also think that it's very challenging to do this, move your body every day, and then amplify it with it being structured and progressive if you don't have a degree of accountability and you can't share the journey. With our athletes, we always talk about the journey, but creating community around it, which is really, really important and we're gonna talk about is critical, but you also need to have accountability. That's why so many people lean into getting a coach to create that accountability or be part of a group that can create that accountability for you. And the magic word that I'll come back to that's gonna permeate through everything is variance. I'll explain how to do that in the recovery piece. The next component that's really important is strength training. Now we think about heavy weights and dumbbells, but that's not what I'm talking about here. We're talking about mobility. That's your joint, your joints not being like rusty gates, but instead maintaining elastic, very stable mobile joints. We think about muscle strength. We talk about being functional. We are all designed to move heavy things. And many of the problems that we start to face that slow us down as we get older are related to poor weakness, poor synchronization between brain and muscle. So we tend to fall a little bit and poor posture because of the life we live, just as I'm living right now, sitting down with terrible posture. And so, Strength is important for every age once you get into your teens, but it is non-negotiable 
for people over 40 and particularly for women as they start to move towards and through menopause. It becomes an absolutely critical component to maintain your functional health. So some form of strength training is a non-negotiable to everyone on this call. It is absolutely critical. Our professional athletes do it, but everyday people, it is such an important thing, resistance. And that becomes a really key component element. And so we want to find a way to lift everything, heavy things, but in a really cautious overload measure. And so this, this can be mostly body weight to begin and very light. This isn't about loading up heavy weight. It's about controlling. It's about improving posture. It's about improving mobility. But that component becomes really, really important. Your nutrition, we can sit today and we could talk for the next 30 minutes about nutrition, but let's keep it simple. Simple and repeatable. There isn't a subject that doesn't have more of a blizzard of bullshit than nutrition. And there is unfortunately a lot of quackery, a lot of voodoo, a lot of quick fixes, and it creates health issues, it creates confusion, and it creates people adhering to diets. It needs to be really simple and repeatable. Now, I'm not going to talk about the breakdown of nutrition, but generally, the thing that's going to help build our resilience is a lot of proteins, a lot of vegetables, a little bit of carbohydrate, but not too much, avoiding too many sugars, and having a just ton of color in our diet. A lot of leafy greens, a lot of carrots, a lot of peppers, a lot of apples, a lot of strawberries, a lot of fruit become really important. So I can save and won't talk about daily nutrition because people might have questions on the back end. But under the nutrition pillar, the one thing that is very helpful for everyone here is a simple habit, which is when you do start to exercise or go out and exercise as you already are, and or you'll finish a strength session, there is one habit that's absolutely critical for you, which is at the end of the session, at the end of the walk or the hike or the run or the bike ride, whatever you do, when you finish, consume calories very quickly. And those calories want to be mostly protein with some carbohydrate. That's what you need to make them up. And the reason for that is because when you exercise, your body like an oven heats up and a part to help you perform is elevated cortisol stress hormones. By eating protein, it suppresses your cortisol. That's a really good thing because you don't carry stress hormones throughout the next three or four hours. It's also going to prevent you from getting starvation signals that sends a lot of the body into a whole bunch of stress, including reactions to have motivations to eat all the foods that aren't great for you cream cakes and pizzas and sugars and candy. And so a very simple habit puts something in your pocket, which is control over the diet for the rest of your day, a much higher propensity to eat the right amount of the right type of thing, and it reduces stress. So if you can get nothing else, make sure that you fuel, as we call it, after your exercise. In conjunction with that is hydration. Drink lots of fluids, great for your immune system, great for your cellular health and great for your energy. 
And so when you're in the afternoon, you start to feel really tired and you feel really hungry. Quite often that's hydration. And so drink plenty of fluids throughout the day. Less important for the most part during exercise, unless you're really seriously training or going out in hot and hard conditions. But daily life, most people are chronically underhydrated and they tend to eat more and they tend to feel more tired. And so this is a really good thing for our mental resilience and our physical resilience. And of course, you don't need telling. I myself, I'm English, I like beers, but limiting alcohol, anything over one or two glasses really starts to impair our sleep and our recovery. Now, my label as a coach is the recovery coach. And the reason for that is because I really care about this stuff. But if you leave today and you're obsessed with endurance and you're like, I'm ready to train, I'm ready to get out and do some strength, None of it will be valuable if you don't embrace and have courage to recover as well. And that is sleep, number one. Number two is some of the elements of, of fueling and hydration that I just talked about. And then there are other components such as meditation that can be very, very good. If you haven't taken up meditation yet, I'd encourage you. It is a performance tool that crosses all types of people and all ages, but it is a high tool for anxiety management and restorative components. And then finally, coming back to variants, you can't exercise hard every day. And so if you are adhering to consistent exercise or training, really having the courage to go easy on the easy days or embracing very short stuff that's more rejuvenative and soul-filling is a really good thing in your performance tool. And so that's health. So now we have stability, we have health. The next three are a little bit quicker, but no less important. Purpose. Once you have stability, once you have routine and you get the body moving a little bit, there is no better time than now in situations like this where it's chaotic to reconnect with ambition. And that sounds really counterintuitive, but it's absolutely true. It is a really important point. With our athletes that we coach, they will, get, they will all getting ready for races. I've got a half Ironman in June. I've got a Ironman ready in May. And suddenly those races were all canceled. And so the initial cre uh, reaction was panic. I lost all, what, what am I gonna do? Why am I training? And it's only when you reconnect with why do you really do this sport as an athlete that people can start to appreciate this is really fun and enjoyable and I connect with others and it helps me feel resilient and healthy. And so it doesn't need to be, that's just an athletic example, but this is a great time of reconnecting and thinking at this stage in my life with where I'm at, what do I really want to do? This is a great time to start a project. This is a great time to learn a musical instrument. This is a great time to start to exercise potentially. It's a wonderful time to do it. And a crisis is a great time to create ambition. Because when it's foggy, you have nothing else to worry about, you create ambition. I think it's a wonderful time to do that as a human being. Another thing that's gonna be really empowering for you when you start to think about ambition is to go through a process. And this is 
perhaps the most important thing I'm going to say tonight, transition a process away from me to helping others. And that's where when you create real purpose and you start to gain an understanding and a direction of what you want to do, ambition, and how you can help others, you convert something happening to you, which is only going to stack pressure and fear and anxiety on you to a great tool to say, what can I do to help? How can I serve right near here? And in fact, look, there's a reason really selfishly I'm on this call tonight is what can I do to help educate from what we know with working with athletes to broader populations to really help. And so this is healthy for me. It's not about me. I have to handle stress, but hopefully I'm helpful in this. And so this is equally a wonderful time to get engaged, engaged with how do I create mission for myself? How do I get energized? And as soon as you can start to be of service to others, and all of us on this call can be of service in some way to others, it becomes a really empowering thing. And I promise you that you will feel less anxiety. In fact, where I draw this from is in working with the very best professional athletes in the world or some of the highest performing CEOs of major companies in the world, there's one consistent trait that I see. All of them embrace this model. And that's that it's consistently true that people thrive and perform the best when they are mentored and they are coachable by a mentor. So whether it's a teacher or a coach or a leader, we do well when we receive some mentorship. That's one component. But equal to that and just as critical, we thrive when we are mentoring others when we're leading others, when we're providing assistance, when we're giving tools to others. And on top of that, if we can create an environment in any disposition, this isn't about athletics, where we have some peer-to-peer -peer support and community, that is when you thrive. And so this is a great time to say, who am I being led or mentored or educated or guided by? Who can I connect with to help me navigate my journey? and create out of my ambition what I want to do. And who can I help? And when you have that, it's energizing because it's not about you anymore. And all of the studies show it. It's about driving forward and helping others. And you're a part of something which is particularly valuable. Hand in hand with this is connection. I talked right at the start about isolation and the challenge of isolation. Well, Isolation is a real challenge. It's incredibly important that at this time, we throw ourselves into every opportunity that we have, that we get to share our journey. And that is going to foster accountability. People thrive and do well when they are accountable to someone or some group or something. And on top of it, every single time, and this is where there has to be a little risk in you, even if you're the most risk adverse person. When you're challenged, you will always grow. When you're challenged, you will always grow. And so this is a great time and a really important time. In fact, one of my athletes who is a very laid back Australian guy, um, one of the best athletes in the world, fourth at the world championships a couple of years ago, he said to me, never would have thought it comes to me, he said, 
in a time that we cannot be together, we need to be together like never before. And that's half cheesy, half funny, but incredibly true. We have to be together before. And it's critical that we find our way. And so evenings like this become very important. I think in, in, as we navigate that, as you build your tribe and community and you dive into new experiences of learning or whatever it might be, I think it's also important that we have a high degree of empathy. We have a high degree of empathy because as someone said to me the other day, grief is always in the room. And as individuals, everyone on this call tonight, we're all going through this at different experiences and it changes. And so virtual connections are great, but you cannot read someone like you would if you're meeting them in person. You don't get to read body language. And so you can't read into people and you need to do everything you can to really create the most human connection possible because people experience different things at different times. And in a part of this empathy, it's not just about looking after ever others. It's also having empathy for yourself and giving yourself to grieve a little bit, to be frustrated, to be upset and giving yourself that self-compassion and saying it's okay to have those feelings is a really important component as well. And that all sounds very serious, but the other component to it as well is just because this is challenging times, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to have fun. It doesn't mean that this is all about rehab and self-help. This is fun. Have the courage to be a little silly. Have the courage to try new things now because there is no risk to it. And if you look over the fence and think, you know what? I'd love to do a virtual dance class, but I might look like an idiot. Do a virtual dance class because it's going to help build your resilience. You're going to explore. And guess what? You might just enjoy it. You might just enjoy it. And it's a wonderful time to do it. And so the last slide, guys, we come out of is perspective and we start to emerge from the fog. So I think it's important for us to realize here that I started the talk with the challenge of our times and getting a framework of what we were. But whenever we're faced with adversity, there is always, always opportunity, individually and as a group and as a population. And I think that one thing that's interesting about the situation we find ourselves in now is that this is going to end. It's very different. My dad was actually in the Second World War, interestingly. Challenge of growing up in the Second World War was there was no understandable ending. And yes, we can't see it right now, but this is going to be over. It's going to lift. And you can't control the environment and the situation we're in, but you can control your response. You can control your reaction. And when you come out and you think about that, there's a question that we're always looking for, which is, what is my optimal situation that I can evolve out of? And your mission, your mission here is when that fog clears, right now, you're going to have to control the controllable. But what can you do to emerge from it stronger? What can you do to not just let this thing happen to you, but instead turn around and say, I am going to actually convert 
my reactive state, which is really normal, and all of us have to go through and stabilize, but now I'm going to move to productive. And can I start to integrate habits that are really good for me, that are going to develop my physical and mental resilience, but also last with me when the fog does come out? And that's the question that I have for you. And this is the same question that I had with one of my professional athletes when they lost all of their racing, they lost their compass, they felt like they're in the fog. And I said, this will end. And how do you want to emerge? What's the best situation you can have to emerge? And she said, I need to be mentally really fresh. I need to be healthy and I need to have advanced in the areas that I can advance and can control. Well, guess what? That's the same for all of us. So as this lifts, now's the time, now is the opportunity. And you can sit back and let this thing happen to you, or you can stabilize and start to integrate small habits that are going to move you to actually become a better human, to be more resilient, to be happier, and to be more vibrant. And over the course of the coming weeks, my hope is with Purple Patch, we can have a series of more in-depth, more narrow seminars and webinars and discussions like this to really help you and helpfully even engaged with some live interactive sessions. And so my challenge for you tonight as step one on this journey is what are the, what's the one thing, maybe the two things, maybe if you're greedy, three things that you're going to do to evolve because all of us can evolve because evolve is growth. And so off tonight, you can choose one thing if you're great, two things if you're greedy, three things that you're going to put into action that you're going to explore over the coming midterm that we have while we're living through this, where when the fog lifts, you're going to emerge. And I think, Lawrence, with that, I told you I'd speak for 25 minutes. It was only 40. That's pretty good for me. Um, I think we might have questions. We do. We do indeed. And uh, for other folks, um, please continue to add questions uh, into the chat um, and we'll cover as many as we can. Uh, the first one that I, we got direct message to us was, um, Matt, people who have never worked out and need to move, uh, what can they do with the limited tools or equipment at home? It's a, it's a great question. Um, the, the, First thing is the one thing that you have at home is your body. And, uh, and there's, there's a whole bunch of things if you've never worked out. And, and I think, Lawrence, one of the things that we'll be looking to do is to start to put out some programming to, to really help with that over the coming weeks and help engage people to be able to actually do this. So <laughs> I'm not going to answer it with coming soon. But there's some really... Um, small things that you can do using the steps and doing some, some walking up and down the steps, assuming that, uh, that they're in the States and they're adhering to social distancing right now, but are still able to walk, going out for a walk, an active walk and choosing a hilly loop one day and a flatter loop the, the next day, really simple stuff that's important. And then there's some really simple body weight stuff that you can do from doing some sitting down in a chair and standing up or doing squats the other way, but having the chair behind you in case you can't do it, doing some lunges where you're stepping forward and just sinking in some really basic stuff. 
leaning against the wall and mimicking a push-up, but you're not stuck trying to do a, a push-up, you know, in, in the classic way that you look at regular athletes doing it. So there's a, a lot of, you don't need tools to move your body is the key component. And I think outside of that, without really going into the details, I think there's some really simple body weight stuff or using stairs at home or going outside and walking, which becomes really, really simple. Great. Um, thanks, Matt. Uh, next one. Um, because many of us are now sort of isolated, do you have some recommendations around um, ideas to exercise or stay healthy together? I, I do, actually. Uh, let, let me tell you a, a purple patch story uh, very briefly. So, uh, and this is... This, this this is going to become a thing or is a thing already. But um, we have this system here, which is conferencing system. We were two weeks away from opening a uh, 10,000 square foot facility in San Francisco, a, a really luxurious performance facility. Two weeks away getting ready, this thing happened to us. Like many restaurants, many bars, many businesses, boom, shuttered. And so very destabilizing. We have our community in San Francisco. We have our community of athletes all over the world. We had to stabilize. Then we had to innovate. And the first thing that we did is to set up Zoom calls. And we now do Zoom. Uh, we do swim bands, which are stretch cords, stretch bands, where um, we have coaches leading our athletes. We also do core and mobility. We do at-home strength. And our coaches are just getting athletes together and there's nothing wrong with doing that, either a platform like Zoom that we're using tonight or any of the others of really engaging. There's also a lot, and I think this is something that we're going to do, Lawrence, is to actually engage and connect and lead the uh, Get Set Up community of people to say, okay, let's go through and do at-home strength and mobility with limited or no tools. And so I think that the first thing is getting people together. You can use all of your social media tools. I, I can't keep up with them all, but Instagram TV to connect together, Facebook that you can do little Facebook watches and things. But the key thing is a, a, a software that you can see each other is a really, really good thing because then you can laugh at each other. You can make fun of each other. You can share and you can encourage each other. And that's all a part of it, I think. So um, the next question, Matt, um, and thank you for that, was around creating habits. So are there tools, uh, calendaring apps, uh, different things that people can use to help them uh, get more regimented in creating good habits? Yeah, it's, um, yes, I think that I think the first thing is if you are going to, let, let's take um, something incredibly simple. Let's, uh, let's take, I'm going to do, uh, I have someone that said, I'm going to do 25 push-ups in a day. Not 25 at once, but anytime I get out of my office chair, I'm going to go and do a push-up. Okay, or it might be two push-ups, might be three push-ups. But that's very hard to track but it's really easy to track if you get someone else to come on the journey. All right, John, you want to do this? Yep. Okay. Do it. And check in every day. 
And so with small habits, if you're doing it with someone, it can be a friend, it can be a, a spouse, it can be uh, a father, a daughter, whatever it is, I think having someone else to create accountability is going to increase adherence. From a, um, from a practical one-to-one tracking system, go really simple. So for me, the calendar, the calendar system that I use is uh, Google, Gmail, uh, Gmail calendar, whatever it's called. And so I use that calendar to structure in. One of the things that's really important for me at the moment is that I exercise every day. I spend so much time telling people to do it. I need to ground it. And so I program it in and I I don't do much. I'm not some obsessive athlete anymore. So I do 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, most days a week. I schedule it into my calendar. But when I do that is on a Sunday, my Sunday special, and I track the week. And then you have to look at that and you have to make an active decision not to do it. Um, A simple one for people that is really, it doesn't take long to create a habit is every single meal that you're going to have, I'm going to eat three meals a day, snacks between any time I have a meal or I have a snack, I'm going to have a glass of water with it. Boom. There's your hydration. You know what will happen is that your energy will stabilize. You will feel better and it's not quackery. You will feel better if you do that not hydrated, but it's very simple. It becomes a part of your action. And so what does that mean? It means that on the fridge, you put it water with food (laughs) and put it there. And after three days, you'll take that sign down because it will be automated. Typically it takes about 30 days to create a habit, but it's something like that. It's just, okay, I like a glass of wine with dinner. Fantastic. Have a glass of wine with dinner, but you still have your glass of water. And as soon as that becomes a habit, you will feel better. And so I think that those are the different tools that you can have. Do you need to go and spend loads of money on apps? Do you need to go and create some crazy different calendar system? No, because you have to learn it and adopt it. Just keep it simple. Really keep it simple and it will help. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. And thank you uh, to the other folks who are posting fun comments about the zoom dance parties that they do and different group classes using video. So, uh, there's been some, there's been some fun comments. So it looks like we're, we're ready to wrap up here. I just like to say thank you to you, Matt. Um, I've enjoyed this, uh, immensely and I hope everybody else has, has learned a lot from this. Um, we look forward to, to partnering with you certainly and thinking about how we can continue this curriculum around sort of, health and fitness. Um, and I, certainly the demographic that, that, that we serve seniors uh, can learn a lot from your examples of, of, of professional athletes and sort of their habits. So thank you so, so much for, for the time today. And if you have any closing remarks, um, that'd be great, but we're very appreciative and we look forward to the next one. No, thank, thanks so much. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to carry on as as we all are at um, at Purple Patch, and and the, the the I guess the last two things I want to say is that um, when when we firstly when I talk about professional athletes, I, I expect none of us here to live the life of a professional athlete. None of us would want to. It's awful. It's a monk's life, but we just draw the little bits from them to make our lives better. And the relevant stuff, 
and that could be for anyone. That can be an element for my seven-year-old. It could be for someone that's never exercised before, but we can use the principles. And the last thing I'll say is just iterate. This is opportunity. And uh, I'm not going to stand up and do some rah, rah, rah coaches thing, but if you can ground yourself and you can connect and you can get very simple, I hope the biggest thing that came out today is that simplicity and repeatability rules. The barriers are much less than you think. Lawrence, you, you talked about the fun dance party. Last Saturday, we did a dance party with my wife and my seven-year-old. I would not be caught ever doing that, but I did it. And I don't want to tell them it was fun, but it, it was almost fun. And, Too late. <laughs> but, but exactly. And I looked foolish, I'm sure. An Englishman dancing, it doesn't work. But, um, but I think it's important. So everyone here, I hope that you just leave tonight with a little inkling of a spark of, you know what, what am I going to do? Because I hope everyone has ambition right now, because this is ironically the perfect time for ambition. This is a time to grow. This is a time to flourish and it can begin right now. Thank you, Matt. Thanks everybody. Look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Thanks so much. Everybody guys. have a good evening. For joining. Take care. Thank you so much. All right, gang, I hope you enjoyed. We now head back to, well, what we call regular program for the weeks ahead. Remember our theme, Emerging Stronger. That is the story of the coming two weeks. So I want you to start to get the mind flowing. I want you to buckle up and get ready to charge. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep away from crowds. This ain't over no matter what some ambitious politicians might tell you. Health first, always, guys. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!